Do not confuse this with treatment or mental health advice or direction. Nothing on this podcast is made to supplement or supersede the relationship and direction of your mental health caretakers. Although David Koslowski is a licensed marriage and family therapist, he is not functioning as a certified mental health professional in this environment. And same applies to any professional who may appear on the Light, the Fight podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Patreon Light the Fight. If you're new to Patreon, welcome and thank you for joining us here. We're going to be actually posting this episode on our regular Light the Fight channel this next week because this particular question that I got from a parent I thought would be something that would be great for Patreon, but I really thought it'd be good for our regular listeners as well. If you want to learn more about Patreon, go to www.patreon.com backslash light the fight. It's basically a paywall where you pay five bucks a month and you get a couple extra videos. Well, four extra videos every single month, not just a couple, once one a week. So today's episode and today's video is going to be about the art of trash talking. Now, or probably better said is... Uh, I'm going to help your kids become the comeback kids. So one of the interesting things that have come up uh, in the years I've been working with teenagers from day one is teenagers would come to me and they'd tell me frustrations they'd have with other teenagers that would make jokes at their expense. Maybe uh, it was was their friend that was talking a little smack to them, uh, poking them a little bit. Um, Sometimes with some boys I've talked to, it, it was sports related. It was they're playing basketball. They were getting competitive, and so they start jabbing at each other. Not all kids can handle that, though. In fact, most kids do get their feelings hurt. Most kids do get aggravated or upset. The difference, though, is that if your child gets their feelings hurt, which is very natural, normal, and doesn't know how to have a comeback, doesn't know how to deal with those combative situations, your child could unfortunately fall victim into believing that if someone is saying something bad to them, that the things that they're saying might be true. Now, in trash talk, there might be speckles of truth. There might be things, truth sprinkled in there, and it might be meant to hurt and to sting. But if it comes from friends or so-called frenemies, you want a good comeback. And the reason why you want a good comeback is because even if it's lighthearted joking around with some of your best guy friends or girlfriends, if they say something to you, and make fun of you. And if you do not have a good comeback within one, two, three, you got a solid three, maybe a four count to have a good comeback. Now, if you don't have a good comeback, you're left with ding it. And you just kind of like, they go, ha ha, I got the best of you. And you're like, ah, you know, like I said, if it's a good friend, you can laugh it off. You can joke with them. You can, you know, play around with it a little bit. But what happens if you're in a bad mood? What happens if it's a day where you're feeling pretty sensitive? What happens if it's a, from a, a friend who you're kind of so-called friends with, not like super close friends with? That could sting a little bit more. And another thing that could make it even a lot worse is what if there's an audience around? What if it's a guy talking trash to you in front of a group of girls that you want to like you? That's not going to help you out at all. Some guys in these situations, I'm not making this exclusive to guys. I'm just using guys in this example. Some guys in these situations, they develop thick skin. They learn how to have some good comebacks. Some guys don't have that art and that skill. They get angry and they get frustrated and they just say, shut up, you're stupid. And they get mad. But for the select few, and many of you out there listening to this might have had those moments where you think of on the spot within that three seconds, 
a zinger, a quick comeback, and you say it back to your friend, but your friend wasn't expecting that good of a comeback. See, they had only planned that they were going to say something to you and catch you off guard, maybe kind of get you off balance a little bit, and you weren't going to be able to have a comeback, and so they would have an upper hand advantage over you. Again, this could be lightful, light and playful. This could be uh, meant to poke and prod. This could be a little competitive thing like with sports and friends, or this could be coming from frenemies, and in the worst case scenarios, it can come from actual people who are trying to bully you, trying to make fun of you, trying to insult you, and, and not because they're really your friend or have your best interests. They're, they're literally trying to poke at you and see how far they can push you and get the best of you in one way or another. So recently, I got a question from a parent. And in fact, this was actually one of my clients. That's why it's not a question that came from one of our patrons or one of our um, DMs from uh, the podcast, but this came from a client. And the client told me, he said, hey, my, my son's got these buddies that he hangs out with. And one of the buddies is really good at basketball. And one of the other kids is pretty good at basketball. The really good at basketball one, who's better than all the group of friends, he uh, doesn't really talk a lot of trash because, I mean, he's like a, a superstar basketball player. By far the best of all their friends. You know, has a chance to possibly, you know, go play college basketball. Now, the other friend that's not as good, he's not on the college team, He's just big, he's aggressive, and he's, he's kind of intimidating. So the way, the way it was explained to me by the mom and the boy as well is that the boy, my client, he doesn't have an issue with the friend who's a really good basketball player because he's not fouling everybody and you know just trying to show off and, and make everybody look bad because this usually happens when they're playing at a buddy's house and there's girls, there's guys there, stuff like that. So the issue was with the other boy who's very aggressive and when they're playing the other day, now this didn't happen the other day, just this, I'm referring to the conversation with the mom. When they're playing the other day, she said that this boy grabbed him from both shoulders when he went up to do a layup and pulled him from behind, knocked her son down, tweaked his back and kind of hurt him. Like it was a really bad foul, totally uncalled for. And the young man jumped up and was like, what are you doing, man? He's like, what, if you can't take the heat, get out of the kitchen. Ha ha ha. And, he was just like being like just stupid and mocking him and joking. Now, granted, this isn't a real game, so there's no ref there. And the other kids kind of looked at him. They're a little intimidated by him. He's that one friend in the in the friend group that doesn't really have good boundaries, takes the jokes too far, gets a little too physical. And so this young man, he's not a frail young man. I mean, he's fairly athletic in his own right. He just didn't say anything, put his head down, walked away. Well, later on that night when they're texting, that same kid asked him, he said, hey, do you like so-and-so? And this young man's like, my client was like, uh, no, why? He's like, I know you like her. Everybody knows you like her. Everybody knows you had a crush on her or have a crush on her. He's like, no, I don't. He's like, well, I just want to let you know you don't have a chance with her anyways. And then referred to their other buddy that also liked her and said, he has a better chance with her. And in fact, I think she likes him. So I was just, I was just texting to let you know, don't even try to ask her to the dance. Don't even try to do this because... You know, he's going to ask her, you know, you're going to get shot down because, you know, you don't have that type of game with girls. So my client sat there and he told me, and the mom told me about the story happening. And then later on, I, I talked to the client and he told me, he goes, I didn't know what, what to really say. And so I just said, okay. And then the kid said, well, you getting all mad? It's just, it's only true. And then my client said, okay. The kid kept on per, you know, chirping at him, and my client kept on saying, okay. Now, my client asked me, he goes, David, do you think, like, was that okay for me to say just okay a bunch? He goes, 
I knew if I got into it with them, he's the type of kid that he will just go at it all day long. And next thing you know, like he'll try to get all the friends. He wasn't worried about his friend physically wanting to fight him because that's never like the kids never try to beat him up or fight him, but just intimidating and posturing him does that quite often. And I said, actually, just that response. Okay. 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 I said, actually, under that circumstances, when you're being caught off guard, that's actually a pretty good response. I told him, though, I want him to listen to what I'm about to tell him. And I'm going to give him some different ideas in that type of situation, some different comebacks. So he could be the comeback kid instead of feeling like he was getting kicked kid. So I said, one response the okay is just like that's dismissing it. You're not really giving any attention. And eventually the boy stopped responding to him. But he said, since this happens all the time, he goes, something like this is going to happen again. And I would like to be able to not feel like I'm getting punked. Now, if you don't know what that means, he's referring to, I don't want to feel like I'm getting um, bullied and I have to not say anything because this guy's got the better of me and I'm scared or intimidated by him. So I said, all right, I totally understand. And I said, So maybe your comeback is not going to be the aggressive type of comeback. Maybe your comeback just needs to be really clever. I described to him this scenario. Your friend says, hey, you don't have any chance at this girl. Oh, a little background story. I asked this young man, I said, let me take a wild guess. This guy that's talking trash to you, he's not the big ladies man. He doesn't have... You know, tons of girls fawning all over him and, you know, wanting to date him and stuff like that. And he just laughed. He goes, you're right. And I said, okay. I said, another option of a comeback could be when he said those things like, oh, I just want to let you know, you don't have a chance with her. You could simply respond. You could simply respond with something like this. Thank you for letting me know that I don't have any game and I could never get a girlfriend. Could you do me a favor and could you teach me how? Because obviously you got all the girls. Wink, wink. That was the first one I said to him. My client's response was he busted up laughing. He smiled. He looked at me. He's like, see, I I wish I could think of things like that. He goes, I never thought of a comeback like that. He goes, with some other friends, I've snapped on them and I just got really mean and cruel and started like going after them and belittling them and making fun of them back. Because he does stand up to a lot of kids that do this to him. But this is the one kid that is a little bit more intimidating and a little bit more aggressive. And he said, he goes, if I were to do something super aggressive, this kid, this kid will just come at me, right? So I said, okay. I said, The way you can respond to a young man like this, though, is you flow with the insult. You allow the insult to be accepted. Like, thank you. In fact, another one I said, you could respond like this. Thank you for telling me I don't have a chance with her. Because if you didn't tell me, I would have never known. That type of a comeback leaves the person not quite understanding if you're being serious or if you're mocking them. They can't quite understand, (laughs) wait, are they making fun of me? Are they just really smart and clever and saying something that I just didn't pick up on? Now that person has to sit with that and they have to try to make sense of of what you just said. Now these are text messages that that we're talking about right now. I'll get to a face-to-face situation in just a moment. And this one, that situation uh, refers to a girl. So we kept on going down. I kept on giving them ideas. I gave mother ideas like, one of the things that this young man said, said, yeah, our other friend, he's way better looking than you. And you know she wants to go out with him. And 
he believed that after what happened when this kid fouled him at the basketball game earlier that night and pulled him down, he believed that because all their friends watched that, nobody thought it was cool. And everybody's like, dude, why are you being such a jerk? All the friends kind of turned on that kid. Even the girls that were watching, like, dude, why are you being so mean, such a jerk? He felt embarrassed, the kid that was being the bully. So he just randomly out of nowhere just started texting my client, just poking at him, poking at him, trying to mess with him. Because the truth was, my client did like the girl. And he didn't want this kid to know that because that's the last thing you want. It, this is kind of like a friend of me situation. So I gave him another suggestion. So when the other kid, he goes, he goes, yeah, so-and-so, he's way better looking. He's this and that. And he goes, man, thank you. Or this is what I told him. I said, you could say, man, thank you for telling me that I'm ugly. By the way, if I ever get sad or down, can I call you to you for you to remind me how horrible, per, how horrible of a person I am and how bad my life sucks? That would really help out a lot. Again, I went through a lot of different scenarios where this young man took the insult and he swung it back around and he brought it back to the person because if he were to tell this kid, you're being a jerk, you're being mean, quit talking to me like that. I don't know if any of you out there are familiar with the way young men and older men sometimes talk trash. That would mean that the kid that was talking trash to him won. He got underneath the skin. He made him feel uncomfortable. He made him feel insecure. And in this weird way, that kid feels like he got the best of him. And then my client feels like he's less than. I've talked to a lot of kids throughout the years that they would have friends joking back with them lightly. And they had no idea how to respond. And they got uncomfortable and, and they just didn't know what to do. Unknowingly, and this is not right, this is not fair, but unknowingly they started to identify themselves as an easy target for other kids to mess with. Sometimes in friend groups, they have one friend who's like, who's like the little whipping boy who everybody picks on, who everybody messes around with. Now, I'm not saying all friends do this and all guy friends, guy groups do this, and I'm not saying all girl groups do this, but at a younger age, especially in middle school and sometimes in high school, you have these dynamics happen where there's this one alpha leader or this this one person who wants control, and to keep control of the friend group, they got to make fun and poke fun of everybody else. But those are the exact same people who can't take the criticism. So I told this young man, I said, don't fire back. You know, if he, he, if he sends you some horrible things and says things to your face or through text, don't fire back with more horrible things because that's kind of his realm. That's his thing. This young man that I'm talking to, dude, he's a stud kid and he's a sweetheart of a kid. He's not mean though. So if he were to come out of character and if he were to do something that's not natural to him, which would be mean and intimidating, he's not going to be able to keep it up for that long. And it actually could become physical because this is one of those kids that just, he wouldn't get it, right? He'd just like, well, then fine, forget you. Now, my client also said that whenever he would think of good comebacks, it would happen 20, 30, 40 minutes later, sometime a day later. And a lot of us, you know, can relate to that. Someone pokes fun of us, makes fun of us. And an hour later, we're like, dang it, I should have said that. And okay, next time, if this happens, I'm going to say this. So my client and I, we role played some different scenarios of things that this young man and other people have said to him in the past. When we got done with this, and he was figuring out how to be able to respond. By the way, how I did the role play, that's important for me to let you guys know. I pretended to be my client. I had him pretend to be the bully or the frenemy. Now, the reason why I do that in role plays is because the person I'm talking to, my client, he knows that young man better. He can get into character and pretend to be that young man. I don't know that young man. But I do know how to have good comebacks. 
I, I am well versed at being able to balance and roll and flow with the insults and come back in a way that makes you feel that you have strength and capabilities to defend yourself, not physically, obviously, but with your words. So I had him pretend to be the friend. I pretend to be him. And I was modeling for him so he could see himself through me. He could watch how I quickly just kind of just vibed with what the kid was saying. And I didn't get all worked up. I didn't get all my emotions. I sat there and kind of nodded my head like, oh yeah. And then I swung, I, I, I did a zinger back at the kid. So we went over this multiple times. I gave him tons of ideas. He started to get this flow of it. And then I switched around and then I pretended to be the kid. After I watched him portray that personality and that character, I figured it out. Okay. I know a kid like this. Everybody, there's very, there's not a lot of different personalities that you're going to see in a high school. There's pretty typical types of kids you're going to see in a high school. And in this situation, I got the kid dialed in. I figured out what type of kid this was. So then I was able to pretend to be the kid. And after my client heard me respond back and forth, he then was able to give better responses, better comebacks. Now, as I was doing this back and forth with him, I would stop and say, okay, here's a moment where you just want to sit there and play, huh, play dumb. And my client asked me, he goes, why would I play dumb? I said, because naive or dumb people, if you're playing dumb, right? But if naive or dumb people, they're not really a threat to anyone. So when someone insults me and they say, you know, I, in fact, I told them a situation about uh, a parent came to my office one time and they literally came to my office to tell me they were never going to come back again, that they hated uh, my advice, that everything that I taught them, uh, the advice that I gave him, this was a, a father, everything I told him, the advice I gave him wasn't working and he just wanted to come tell me that, you know, I was a bad therapist, basically. His kids loved me. His wife loved me. But he probably didn't like me so much because I was telling him to do some hard things. So he came back to my office. It was a Thursday. He told me very, like, I, when he got there, he was really worked up. But as he was looking at me making face-to-face -face eye contact, he, he started to calm down. And he wasn't as worked up. But he was like, you know, you, you, know, you gave me bad advice and this and this. And he started going off on these different stories. I just sat there. I was like, huh. I was like, wow. Oh, wow. I was like acting like I was contemplating. I'm like, oh, okay. And then when he was done, he's like, so, you know, I, you know, this is, I don't think this is going to work out. You know, it's just, I don't think it's a good fit for my family. And, you know, I just want to tell you, you know, out of respect, because I know you've worked with us for a while that, you know, we're, you know, this isn't going to work out. So we're not going to be coming back anymore. I said, hey, you know, what? I go, this may sound weird for me to tell you, but I mean it sincerely. Thank you very much. And he looked at me with this odd, bewildered look. And he's like, thank you. I said, yeah. I go, like I said, this may sound funny, but I'm telling you, thank you, because how would I know that I was a bad therapist and I was horrible and I gave you all this bad advice if you didn't come tell me? I said, I'm starting to think here. I'm like, man, how many of my clients really hate me, but they just keep on coming back to me because they don't want to start over with another therapist. Maybe I'm not really helping people that well at all. And maybe I need to like get some better training or get a mentor or something like that. Maybe it's me that's the, the problem. And how would I know how to fix my problems if you didn't bring in my attention? So, yeah, thank you, man. Like, I didn't mean to hurt your family. I didn't mean to cause your, you know, all these problems in the relationship with your wife and your kids. Like, this, that was not my intention. And then he kind of changed his tune a little bit. And he started to say, well, yeah, you know, well, you know, I, I was nervous about coming down here because I didn't want you to think I, I hate you or anything like that because I don't hate you. But, you know, you're just, you know, you're not giving good advice. And so he went through it again. Again, I thanked him. I told him, I get it. You know, I'm, I'm so glad he came down and told me face to face because if he didn't tell me, I would have never known. Well, at the end of the conversation, he realized that he took my advice and it didn't work because he tried it one time. 
I told him to do it for a whole entire week. Saw him two weeks later because he canceled the last appointment for that. Turns out he did one time in two weeks because it didn't have the magical reaction that he wanted to or that he wanted it to. He felt it didn't work. He felt that they were wasting their time for the past year. And he felt that it was his job to come and tell me that I sucked at my job. And then in that conversation, as it kind of unwound a little bit, turns out he's not doing good in his job. Turns out he may be, lo- or at that time, he may be losing his job. Also turns out that he was very frustrated because his wife was saying that he wasn't doing what I told him. And they got in a big fight, and so he needed to make me the villain. Now, this is what I concluded. So at the very end of the conversation, he started to feel bad about how hard he was on me. Told me I'm not that bad of a guy. And he looked back in the past year, and he's like, well, you know, you, you were there for my for my daughter when she was suicidal. And, you know, if it wasn't for you, um, we may not have been able to get her the help because she confessed it to me. And then he started to recollect about how much I'd actually helped his family. So at the end of the session, he looked at me and said, well, uh, I feel a lot better. Um, so I'll see you next Thursday. I said, well, I'd be honored, sir. See you next Thursday. I know teenagers are getting this blocking, ghosting culture. And if people say bad things to them, and or even kids, not just teenagers, if people say things to you that you don't want to hear, it can be tough. It can be really tough, especially if they got great parents that really uh, make a point to be articulate, be kind and caring and nurturing to your child. The problem with that is their peers are not always going to be kind and caring and nurturing. I don't want you to tell your kid to go out there and yell at anyone that makes fun of them. But teaching your kids how to have better comebacks, teaching your kids how to deal with trash talk, teaching your kids how to be able to roll with what someone else is saying is such a valuable skill, not just to give them thick skin, but to also help them realize that in this world we live in, people will test you. Sometimes because they're insecure with themselves. Sometimes they may be looking at you and feel that you're a threat to some sort of status, some sort of attention that they're trying to get. Uh, especially with boys, you know, trying to, trying to date a girl, you know, if a guy says, Hey, I really like this girl, but this other guy, you know, he's, he's, he's trying to get her to like him. I'm like, well, Hey, you know, it's like, it's fair game. You know, there's, there's a competition going out there when it comes to dating, when it comes to even friends, sometimes this happens amongst groups of friends where they feel threatened by a new person comes in the friend group. And that person has some, some attributes or skills or traits that the group thinks is cool. And then Someone in the friend group says, I got to poke some holes in this person because they're taking some of my thunder. They're taking some of my shine and I'm not getting as much attention. I may get pushed out of the group. So these are basic core fundamental social struggles that um, have always existed in human beings. In today's world, though, we're not teaching how to be able to deal with that combative energy. So last story I'll share with you, and this is an in-person story. This is so simple. It's so clear. And I'm sure many of you out there listening to this have thought about something like this or suggest your kids when they're younger, but I suggested this to a teenager. And this was a teenager, this was a girl that took my class a while back. Randomly, she was in the halls, standing there, and out of nowhere, a girl walked up to her who she doesn't really know that well, but this girl was friends with a couple of her old friends that they had a falling out. And this girl randomly walked up to her and said, your hair is ugly and so is your face. And this girl said, I'm just staring at this girl saying, what is this? A, like, she's like, are you being serious? And just looked at the girl and the girls walked away and said, mm, flipped her bangs and walked away. This girl comes to my class. She was obviously disgruntled. Something was going on. She was not her normal self. And so I said, Hey, you know, 
looks like uh, you've been having a rough day. If, if you want to talk about it, you know, we're just doing like we're doing like some homework time. So feel free. So she said, yeah, I do. She came up, talked to me, told me what happened. And I said, I go, this may sound very at like this may sound something like an elementary teacher or something would say to you. I said, are, are you scared or intimidated by this girl physically? Did, did you feel like she was going to threatening to beat you up? She goes, no. So I know. I don't know this girl, but she's not like that type of a girl. I said, uh, do you ever see her? She goes, um, I will see her. I always walk by when I get done with this class, I go to lunch, walk by this thing. I always see her right there. I said, why don't you just walk up to her and say, hey, get her attention as she turns around. Look at her and say, I just want to let you know. And like have like a hard face at first, like just kind of play this role. I just want to let you know. I think your hair is beautiful. And your face is beautiful too. Have a good day. And then just walk away. So the girl went and did it. She came back. She talked to me the next time we had class. I said, how how did it go? She said the girl just sat there, her jaw dropped, and was like, and just froze. And then as she was looking at this girl, just staring her in their eyes with a smile on her face, the girl was like, you're stupid, and just walked away. And this girl said it reminded her of like when you have a comeback with a friend that wasn't expecting you to have a clever, quick comeback and they just go, you're dumb. And they just walk away. She went like this. Now, if you can't see this because you're listening to the podcast, I just dusted off my shoulders. And she said, I felt after that more confident, more secure. And after that, I could see she would hold her head up a little bit higher. Now, when I see kids postures bent over, slouching down, staring at the ground, these are kids that do not want to get in any, any sort of interaction that could lead to some uncomfortable situations because they probably don't feel comfortable with their social skills in those situations and how to be able to defend themselves. Self-defense, I'm huge in self-defense and teaching your kids how to defend themselves from being attacked. I mean, I, I, I don't think every parent has to go out there and give their kids, you know, like, you know, get them into like boxing or MMA or whatever. But learning how to defend yourself in some sort of martial art or something like that, I think, is it's an obvious thing that we want our kids to know how to do so they can protect themselves from physical dangers and harm. Well, in today's world, words hurt a lot, too. Words have always heard, hurt, but we always had that saying, sticks and stones may break my bones, right? But words will, right? Everybody knows that saying. But in today's world, I think that words are becoming more painful and more hurtful, especially for a generation of young people who... I don't like to say young people, this generation is overly sensitive. I think this generation has the sensitivity to be a better version of our generation. However, they also need to have some thick skin to see themselves as being anti-fragile, meaning the opposite of fragile, not easily broken. And that's what I want to share with you guys today here on this uh, Patreon episode because there's lots of things that we can teach our kids throughout the day-to-day um, life of them coming and going with friends. If you have this opportunity and one of your kids confesses to you that they're, they're struggling this type of way, listen to this episode. Do your best to learn how to give comebacks that aren't going to create a confrontation, but are clever instead. Clever comebacks give your kids an advantage and a weapon that they do not have to wield out of anger and frustration. They can be sly they can be smooth they can brush their shoulders off and when they're done the people who are coming at them trying to say those mean things will remember that kid's not a kid to be messed with they're not easily um, made fun of they're not easily uh, discouraged 
that kid needs, well, that kid deserves a little bit more respect. I've learned it the hard way. I've talked trash to some kids in, in my younger years and, and found out that some kids have some pretty good comebacks. And in this weird way, I would always look at them and be like, touche. Okay, you got me. That was a funny one. So that's the episode for today, you guys. The art of the comeback, the art of dealing with trash talking, how to help your kids be the comeback kids. And until next time, thank you as always for helping us to light the fight and also follow us on YouTube and Instagram as well. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.